This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which as always is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. I'm David Moore and I'll be guiding us through tonight's podcast with Andy. Evening, Dave, mate. And Ross. Evening, David. Evening, Andy. Thanks for joining me, chaps. Um, we'll be looking back at Saturday's emphatic win against Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough. Uh, we're also going to have a look ahead to Wednesday's home match with Cardiff. Uh, sorry, uh, with Cardiff. And then we've obviously got a tricky away fixture at Millwall. But let's get straight into it, chaps. An incredible and comfortable win at the Coventry Bowen Society Arena on Saturday. Um, Ross, were you happy with the way that Robin set up? Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was um, it was a change that I probably wouldn't have predicted, you know, uh, before the game because we've been playing so well and obviously QPR was a disappointing result, but the performance for much of the game was great. And I think Ben Sheaf has been playing really well this season. Um, so I probably didn't expect it, but Robin's got so many decisions right this season. And Jamie Allen, I think has been arguably the sort of pick the bunch and sort of surprise packages this season. I think he's been fantastic. So, you know, I had full faith in him and, and the decision was completely uh, vindicated. I think, yeah, Sheaf was probably a little bit unlucky, wasn't he, to start on the bench. But, yeah. but do you think Robbins wanted to be a little bit more forward and on the front foot on that press? I think so. I think, he, yeah, he obviously looked at the opposition and he, we've got options. And I think Jamie Allen, he's got that energy. He gets around the pitch. He's sort of quite agile. He makes those forward runs, doesn't he? He can sort of can get in behind the defenders and take up those positions where they don't quite know where he is. And he did that. And yeah, I mean, he, when he came on against Reading, he changed the game. Um, and I thought against Blackpool earlier in the season, he was fantastic. Uh, so I, I think he's he earned it really. He he was sort of unfortunate himself to have sort of been 
placed onto the bench in the previous couple of games. So, yeah, no, it was he probably wanted to go a bit more forward thinking and, and it, it worked a treat, really. I thought him and Hamer linked up very well. Brilliant. And Andy, as always, um, let's kick off and get some of the match stats for this fixture. Yeah, they were decent, Dave. Um, again, um, we were on the front foot. Good attacking style of football. We had 53.5% possession. Um, we had 263 passes completed compared to their 192, which was a lot better than the QPR game. Uh, we gave up quite a lot of possession in the QPR game. So this was more like our old selves because we've kept the ball a lot more this season than we did last. And a very good uh, amount of possession for yesterday's game. Um, we had 12 shots um, compared to their eight, and out of those 12 shots, we had six on target, so that's 50%. So that's quite a high ratio, a lot better than what it normally is in, in the 30s. So that's a lot, lot better, hitting the target more than not, which is always pleasing. And then defensively, really the defensive side of the game, it was evened itself out, really. We had 14 interceptions compared to their 12 they had 22 tackles won compared to their 19, and we won 17 aerials yours compared, to, and they were more in the air than us. They won 24. So good attacking and possession stats, Dave. Happy with those. Yeah, good all-round performance mm. um, on 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 paper. It looked like, and um, we started really quickly, Ross. Um, we've done that a lot in our home fixtures, haven't we? And this game was was no different, really. No, exactly. You could see that the, the players and the, the team are full of confidence and, and the supporters. And I felt the the fans, you know, we started the game quickly as well. There was a, a really good atmosphere uh, right from the off. And and it was good. We looked confident. And, I, and that's what we were screaming out for. And, and I know on all the lives last season, I was getting frustrated because I wanted us to take the game to teams a bit more. And, you know, we, we were sort of tentative at times last season. But this season, every single game, it, it's we're going out to win it. And that's what I love. And that's why we haven't had a draw this season, you know, um, and we and we were just on the front foot. And I thought I thought for the first five, 10 minutes, Middlesbrough, it was sort of they, they were having a, a little bit of the ball in sort of slightly dangerous positions, weren't doing too much with it at all. But then as the game grew on and speaking to a lot of Middlesbrough fans and listening to their local radio as well, I mean, there was no doubts that we were the worthy, worthy winners and by far the better team throughout. Yeah, Ross mentioned there, Andy, that sort of Borough started off pretty well. Um, you know, had a bit of possession and they did have a chance through Tavernier, um, played a one-two with um, Arnaud Hernandez and tried a shot from range, but it was a, a good save um, by Moore, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, Tavernier's a good player. His uh, brother plays right back at Rangers. He's very good, decent championship player. And yeah, it was a decent one-two with Hernandez and um, it was a good save by Moore. Um, I would have been not very happy if, if he would have let that in, to be honest. It was uh, He almost dived past it, but he, I think he caught him a little bit by surprise. But he did the main thing, got the ball away from the danger area, and it was a decent stop in the end. Yeah, exactly. Dabo kept his form as well from QPR. Um, it, it, in an early exchange, he beat his man, set up Waghorn, um, who, who nutmegged the defender, um, but couldn't guide it past the keeper, Ross. Um, Waghorn looked sharper, didn't he, in, in the early exchanges? Yeah, I thought he did. Completely agree. As you say, Dabo, he, um, he's the, the Dabo that we remember from League One. You know, he, he, he couldn't get going, could he, last season with all the injury setbacks and that. But he, he was fantastic. He whipped in a great ball. And yeah, Waghorn did look really sharp. Him and him and Victor, they've been got a great partnership. They both look really, really sort of lively and dangerous. But Waghorn, he was very unlucky, actually. You know, he, he megged him. 
tried to get a shot away, prod it past the keeper, but Lumley made the save. And actually from that, um, that chance, yeah, you know, that it, we, we kept the pressure on, which was great to see. So, you know, it, Wagon looked really good. And obviously everyone who knows the result, but I was buzzing, you know, to see that, see Wagon actually get off the mark as well. Yeah. And like I say, we were really were on the front foot. Um, O'Hare again, as he has, he, he linked up well with, with Waghorn. Um, and it finally fell to Allen. There was a chance, Andy, but it was unlucky. It was, it was blocked, well blocked by mm. Middlesbrough. Yeah, two two chances in one, wasn't it? It was like Wagon well, yeah. Meg Sol Bamber, I think, and then it was a decent save by Lumley, and then it back came out to Dabs, and then there was a one-two between, between Hamer and Cow, and then the ball fell to Jamie Allen, and you just thought he was just going to roll it in the net, didn't you? I think, I think he tried to do the right thing. He tried to go high, but I think sometimes that maybe just needed to be rolled in the bottom corner and he would have scored. But I think you've got to pay homage to their defence. That was a superb block. And, yeah. Um, it was really good defending. You know, if, if if Alan had the time again, he probably just rolled it into the bottom corner instead of going roof. But, you know, I think you've got to pay homage to the uh, Middlesbrough defender. That was fantastic defending, to be fair. Yeah, and neither side could get their noses in front. It was um, all square at the break. But Middlesbrough came into it a little bit in the second half. And I'm going to come back to you, Andy, as a keeper. I'm going to come mm. on to that triple save. Just just talk us through that one. Well, this is... this. I, I talk about the pod and uh, about beat how important goalkeepers are to any side. And um, for me, this triple save won us the game. And, yeah, um, would have been I, an awful just, time to concede then, wouldn't it? it straight after half, ter- after half time, it would have been the worst time to concede. Always before half time or after half time is always the worst to concede. And, and if he didn't make this triple save, um, I don't think we would have won the game. We might have got scraped a point, but we definitely wouldn't have got three points. So that's how vital this save was by Sidemore. And just let's talk about the save. Initially, he got down absolutely brilliantly to yeah. tip it round, tip it. But sometimes when you do that as a keeper, you, some keepers just admire that and they're not on their toes. But what I liked about it is that he was on his toes. He was looking for the next shot and he was on his feet. He saved again, parried. And then the third one, how he got up again, how he just smothered him and he's, you know, he ricocheted him off into the crowd. It was just absolutely, I'd call that a world-class save, Dave. You know, all yeah. three were just world-class goalkeeping. And it's indicative of side more of how he's started with the club. I'm, I'm super excited for this because that kind of thing, when he does things like that, wins your points. And you need that. As, if you want to be successful in any division, win trophies, get to the uh, playoffs or or even, you know, win, get to the higher echelons of the league, you need a good goalkeeper to do that. And he's, he's done that, not just yesterday, many times this season already. And he looks an absolute... Was he a freebie? Well, yeah, freebie, yeah. yeah, exactly. What's yeah, a, free, what's a free? Yeah, exactly. But that shows Mark Robbins mm. going out to get that experience, doesn't it? You know, we said... Premier League experience as well, Dave. Club. Yeah, yeah, and that's... You know, that's that. you are seeing that difference. And, and I said it you yeah. know, in the season preview. You don't go a season, two seasons playing alongside Dean Henderson, you know, who's now jostling um, yeah. De Gea, isn't he, for, for a Man United yeah. spot without learning a thing or two. And, and, and it really looks like it's, you know, it's paid off. Well, David and Andy, you know, I thought that because... Um, because Simon Moore didn't save one of those three Sevilla goals, Sevilla goals in pre-season, that you know that he was useless. That's what that's what I read after 45 minutes of the first pre-season game. So I mean, everyone was saying, was "Bring back Mar- out, wasn't it?" But, oh, it was um, absolutely, it was absolutely madness that people were writing this guy off 
first preseason game against a La Liga outfit where he couldn't have saved any, done much better with any of them anyway. And, and now yeah. the, the proof is in the pudding. I just think he is everything that we haven't didn't have last season. I think he is... He makes he does the simple things. He comes for catches, which we've not had, and he just he makes it look easy. He just looks calm, assured, and his shot stopping has been, as you said, Andy. You you, you said it all, but it was fantastic yesterday, and he's been fantastic throughout the season. Mm, I agree. Finally, on seventy-one minutes, we got the breakthrough that we needed. Um, Hamer broke first with it, didn't he? Played it inside to Jamie Allen, who I think timed his pass brilliantly, and and Big Vic finished with a plomb. I think. It looked like he'd given himself too much to do, Ross. Well, he did. I mean, where I'm sat, my season ticket, I'm just to the left of the goal. So I was behind it and um, it, it was brilliant. I mean, what I thought we did so well throughout is Hamer, Allen, O'Hare. We're so quick at winning, nipping those little balls ahead of the Middlesbrough players. So we won it in midfield, didn't we? And like you say, it was a great ball by Allen. And, and, and Victor, he's sort of, you know, he's surprisingly quick for a big guy. And he, he, he went past the defender strong as well. And, at the time, I was thinking, yeah, take it round him. Um, yeah. I thought Lumley did reasonably well to sort of, and he sort of took it slightly wide. And I thought, oh, I saw the two defenders coming back, and you're just thinking, just try and get a good connection. You know, hit, you know, if you can hit it well, there's a, a chance. And it was eye of the needle stuff, right in the gap between the two of them, and just buzzing to see it go in and his celebration, and and not just him, but the whole team. You look at the subs bench. I always look over, and like everyone's just buzzing and great for him it was brilliant a really good move and it, it was coming and it, we thoroughly deserved it um but it was one of those where you sort of when he went slightly wide you're thinking oh is this just gonna you know bounce off one of their the players knees and just you know go out for a corner or something but it was just great to see it hit the back of the net yeah no exactly a bit of late pressure from Middlesbrough saw Matt Crooks hit the bar Andy um did the old Coventry City nerves kick in did you think we might throw it away um, a little bit. We expect that from Warnock sides, don't you, Dave? They're very direct. Well, we, was, we've been, we were so comfortable throughout the game. Mm. It was the only real ch- chance they had, you know, towards the end of the second half, if that makes sense. So you always have that bit of worry. Yeah, always with Coventry City. It's never done till it's done, is it? Until they're down the tunnel and we've got three points in the bag. But no, I think it, I, I like those kind of ones. At the top of the bar, I wasn't overly worried about that, Dave. Um, but they were always going to come on to us, weren't they, after a scoring? And Warnock likes to play that direct style, doesn't he? And it was a, a direct ball. It was a decent effort by Crooks. But fortunately for us, it hit the top of the bar and went away. But no, um, I would you know, I expect that from... Uh, and a direct sideline like Borough, Dave. So yeah, teams not, are going to have chances, yeah. aren't they? Of course they, they are, are. going to have chances in 90 yeah. minutes. I think that's something we've always got to remember. Um, yeah. Mark Robbins obviously done a bit more business towards the end of the transfer window and, and he brought Todd Kane in that, from QPR. We touched on that last week, didn't we, about what type of player he'd be. Um, he came on for Matson on the 83rd minute. What did you make of his time on the pitch, Ross? I thought he did well. I mean, uh, you know, he wasn't on for, for long, but it was an interesting when he came on. It was interesting to know whether he would go to left uh, left wing yeah, back. Yeah, interesting would say, that, wasn't it? It's interesting that Dabo was the one to move over. Possibly, uh, you know, maybe it was a thing of... I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Dabo at left wing back, but I thought he well, was no, great. And it was, he, I, I thought at first, though, he did look... Because there was one that came into the box and he he, he could have cleared it, but because he didn't have right a left foot. foot, he put it onto his right foot and... That put us under pressure a little bit, and got I thought, blocked, "What's Robin's it? doing? You know, what? What? We've got our best right back, and now we've got to 
person we've just signed who's a left back and we've now got him right back. It was a bit odd. Um, <laughs> it, it was odd. Uh, but what do I know compared to Mark Robbins? Because obviously we'll come on to it, but Dabo had a, a superb, um, you know, a superb run down the left to create create a, a, a goal, basically. But he's got an engine, Todd Kane, and he's got some legs, isn't yeah. he? He can move. He, he, he did. He, uh, he put in a couple of really good challenges. He, he looked fit, looked lively. He looks like he's got decent pace. He got forward and put in like a, a dangerous ball. It was just a bit too close to the keeper, but he, he got he got up and he he seemed to know what his role was. He seemed to, and it, what what's good is it just allows us, you know, with that formation. And the big thing this season that we're seeing from the wing backs that we didn't see last season was that they are so high up. They are proper committing, uh, and Matson obviously you know can run himself down into the ground. Same with Dabo, and having Todd Kane available to sort of come on on either side it. it it's just that depth we needed um, and he's experienced, you know, championship experience. And I, I thought he, he looked, he looked good. I'm looking forward to seeing him more. And, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he got a start soon, to be fair, um, because I do think, you know, Robbins had mentioned Hanty about Matson. you know, he's been away international duty and, you know, in the, with the intensity that we're playing, you can't keep doing that, especially with the games coming thick and fast. So Todd came, I'm sure we'll get a start soon enough, I think. Yeah, brilliant. And um, another player that was was fantastic we mentioned was Dabo. Um, he was superb all game, really. Um, and some brilliant play, like we said, down the left. Um, he laid it on to Vic, who passed it on to Waggy. And it was just a really cool, calm finish, really. That's that's the sort of experienced champion stri- striker uh, and a finish that you'd expect, Andy. Um, were you impressed with the goal and you're impressed with Waghorn in general yesterday? Yeah, I said last week that QPR was his best game for us, wasn't it? Waghorn before yesterday. And uh, he carried that form on from that QPR game um, into yesterday's game. And um, yeah, um, that's what he needed. Um, I think he, you could see the relief after he scored, the, how much it meant to him. The, um, because yeah. he's been a bit of the bridesmaid at the party kind of thing, hasn't yeah. he? He's just yeah. not... He's not really he's, felt he's part of it. He's sort of come off, doesn't sense. he, as well? 60 yeah. minutes in, 70 minutes yeah. in. He's been, you know, Robbins has pulled him at times and he's so far mm. this season. So it must have been, yeah. you know, delighted. All, all of you subs straight away after it's Yeah, <laughs> just to give him a standard innovation, give him a yeah. bit of a confidence boost. That's standard. But no, um, but the goal was brilliantly worked. Great in, in industry work by Dabo down the left superb you know ball into big Vic and lovely opened his body brilliantly Vic to play Waggy in and and what you know even Waggy threw out a lollipop you know bit of a lollipop and then put oh, it in no. the bottom corner just that shifted that, it that, and that, see you later yeah. See you later. And, and on his wrong foot, you know, the confidence yeah. there, you know, he's obviously, we know he's a, a, a very good player and he's just taken some time to settle in, but mm. to have the confidence to not perhaps turn onto his left foot um, yeah, and lot, try and... A lot of players would have, yeah. A lot of players would have. So, um, yeah. yeah, really, really good finish, wasn't it? That will do him the end of the world of good day going forward. That, that's massive for us because if, if we get him and Vic firing, my God. Yeah, and then we've got options like God and a Walker on the bench. Yeah, it's exactly. not bad, is it? It's starting to yeah. look good, and the bench looked it a lot is, stronger yeah. yesterday, didn't it? Um, you started to see that there's players that can come in. We thought the, the bench looked a bit weak, a bit light, you know, at the start of the season, but it certainly yeah, it looks did. like there's a lot of, you know, a lot of talent there now. And you've even got some, you know, like Jones. You've got Rose, who, um, you know, is is comfortable to to come on. He, he came on for Clark Salter, didn't he? I think. Um, yeah, he did. But yeah, another incredible three points at, at, at what is turned into a fortress, um, mm-hmm. the Coventry Building Society lads. 
Importantly, um, I think there was some really good performances across the whole team, really. I think everyone in the Sky Blue shirt. Um, but let's get your favourites. Andy, I'll start with you. Who is your man of the match against Who do you me? think I'm going to say, Dave? I think you're going to say Alan. Nah. Nah. Sidemore. Yeah. That save, that save got us three points, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, as part of the Keepers' union... I yeah. always go with the keeper, and when someone makes a save of that quality, not just one save, three saves in one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. He, he, he won us that game. That save did, and uh, for me, that save gets him man of the match. Brilliant. And um, Ross, how did you, how did you see it? Who was your star man? I think. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, David, when you said there was there, there are several. A lot of contenders. You know, it's right hard to say who didn't is, perform. Really. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it, and it's it's difficult to disagree. I mean, last season, you know, we, you know, uh, we, we we concede at that moment and we and we go a goal down a hundred percent. So it was massive. I was just, I mean, Simon Moore for me right up there, but I, I'd give it to Jamie Allen. I I, I just thought he was like for, for the role that he did. I just thought he was electric, and it is. I mean. He was one player I thought was I thought was done, uh, you know. After last season, I remember the yeah. QPR game, and I, I thought it was him and Shipley at, in the front of the box. And I remember thinking, he's gone. And I thought in the summer he he's going to go. I don't I don't even really you know I think a lot of people sort of he struggled for game time. He struggled last for season, game time, he? and, and we just he, thought, you think how can he break into the squad yeah. when he he didn't get the minutes? And I think you know I put a, t- a tweet out and you know say like at humble pie really i think oh, in the hum- summer i wouldn't have been surprised if if he had you know been moved on I if we could have it. got replacements um but i think we you know we had seen glimpses of that in the past you think about the goal we scored at bristol rovers i think um he took that really well um i always go back to the mk dons game when i just thought he was a terrier in the middle of the park yeah. he's you know he's got really good he's got the attributes that you need really haven't you he's got the pace he's got a great touch isn't he his passes is, is generally well measured he doesn't doesn't give the ball away that often and he carries he's really small well. he can he can he can sort of dribble and but i think he's playing his best stuff i really do i mean mm. i mm. i always thought last season when he was played as a center mid i i always thought no like i just you know last season if you said it's hamer and allen in center midfield i'd have i'd have probably like passed out sort of thing I, i'd have been thinking <laughs> this is he, he made some really good tackles he, as well but he, he, he but he is a, like i'm seeing that real sort of because yeah, he's just like a, a he's, like, he's like a little terrier as well. But he's like he can play, and it's, it's so him and Hamer like they're just that he was first to the second balls, and the energy that he gave us, and the forward yeah. runs he makes. I just think he's fair play to him. Hats off, and I think the vast they didn't have him in its piece today with they, with Hamer and Allen in there really yesterday. But, no, and it was like I just thought he gives us those options, and now I look at him as not you know before I think a lot of people probably looked and thought. Even if he was on the bench, yeah. it's sort of making up the numbers, or yeah. you know. And that now I look at him and go, "Wow!" He not only is he like, can he, he, he can he start and and be man of the match for me? He can come on and he can literally win us the game against Reading. Do you know what I mean? And get an equaliser and then change the game. And I just think fair play to him. He's got his head down clearly, worked hard. And I think out of all the sort of you know humble pies, you know people you know slating more after what forty five minutes. But Jamie Allen was the one where I, I thought he was sort of finished I, I expected him to go you know there's rumors about Rotherham and Ipswich and other and other stuff but to see him here and playing the best stuff for us in the championship where people would said you know he's not up to the level fair play to him fantastic to see you're listening to Sky Blues Extra
The Sky Blues will host Cardiff on Wednesday evening again at the CBS Arena. Andy, how are you feeling about this one, especially after a fantastic performance on Saturday? Majorly confident. Um, I know that Cardiff are a difficult side to beat. Um, I don't think our record particularly is great against Cardiff. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're well managed under Mick McCarthy. You know, yeah. Wiley manager. Quite, I like quite, I like Big Mick. I think he's a decent manager at this level. I've got quite a lot of respect for Mick McCarthy. I think he's he speaks a lot of sense at times, and um, he always gets teams up and about the area, and normally gets them around the promotion area. But this season they've been they've done okay. They have played six. They've won three, uh, drew one, lost a couple. Obviously they played today, didn't they? They beat a poor Forest side two one. Yeah. Uh, with one of their young lads who came off the bench and got two. Um, but yeah, the, the top goal scorer for, for them is Aidan Flint from centre half. He's got four goals for them. Wow. And um, I know that obviously James Collins, the, uh, yeah. the Coventry City fan, obviously we're heavily linked with him every it's summer. summer yeah. I don't know whether that's ever to do with he just supports Coventry, he's from Coventry. But we never get him anyway. But, you know, when I see that story, I always turn it off because we never end up getting But he hasn't scored a goal yet for them. He's played six games for them and hasn't scored. Mm. So, yeah, incoming a goal, isn't it, Wednesday night for him? Um, goal but then, pending. Yeah, goal pending for the Cobb lad. Yeah, but hopefully not. And um, they've got, obviously, Kiefer Moore. He's a decent player up front. Because there was rumours of him going, wasn't there? But he's... he's... Um, was it Wolves? I think were in Yeah, he well, he, did, he had a good Euros, didn't he? He did, Wales. yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's a good target man, can score goals. He's got, but he, again, he's not. He's only got one goal this season for them, so they've not particularly started firing in in, in forward areas. And if, if you centre offs that got the most goals for you in four with four goals, hopefully we can take advantage of that and yeah. uh, set our stall out. Start how we have been doing, get the possession down, you know, start playing on the front foot, which we have done all season. And yeah, I'm pretty looking forward to this game in confidence, Dave. And uh, I'm looking for another three points here, Dave. Yeah, exactly. And Ross, we won one and lost one last term. Um, are you positive for three points? I am. Um, one of my close friends is a Cardiff fan, so there's going to be a fair bit on the game. I hope we, we come out with a, with a win. But I, uh, it was a. Last season, look, we won the home game, didn't we? One nil. Tyler Walker scored, and it was a game where I think even by Cardiff fans' admissions that, that they didn't turn up at all in that game, and we 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 did well, uh, and we we got a goal, and then obviously the away game, we were we had a lot of shots, but we were very very poor defensively. Um, yeah. It's going to be a very tough game. I I don't know if you did. I watched the, the their game today against mm. uh, against Forest, and it yeah. was the game changed once they brought this young lad, uh, Colwell uh, from their academy on and okay. uh, Kiefer Moore and they, Colin started and he was like turning a truck. Um, yeah. he, 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 he was, um, he, I don't, he will not be starting on Wednesday. I would be gobsmacked if it, really? it, it, Kiefer Moore came on and him and this Colwell, if they don't start, I'd be gobsmacked. Giles wasn't in the squad. Um, wow. Because he, I think he's, he's got illness. Oh, okay. He, so he, say he got an assist recently, didn't he? He so could I, be yeah. back. I guess it depends on how he feels sort of thing. But no, I mean, there are, it'll be a tough, tough test. It's, but I think we're going into these games rather than like last season. It was like, oh, I hope we can just come. Let's just come and try and keep it tight and grab a goal. And we didn't create that many chances, but every game this season, We've, you know, I don't take pay overly too much attention to the the XG and all that, but we we would have won every single game based on the chances that we've created compared to the opposition. Yeah, and, and compared to last season, I remember we got twenty five games into the season last year, and based on 
the chances we've created, we wouldn't have had a single win based on like compared to yeah. the opposition. So you take it with a pinch of salt both sides, but there's clearly a difference in what we're doing going forward. And I, I'm positive of the three points. I think it'll be a tough game, but we're at home. We're, you know, hopefully there'll be a good crowd. It's only, I think it's the category C game. So hopefully people will come up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm buzzing. Let, let, let's go. Let's take the game to them. You know, if the game finishes, we get a draw. Fine. Take it. But let's, let's get a win. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, Andy, it, there's a man that he obviously can't drop. There's a few faces, I think, that would have to be on the starting eleven based on what they did on Saturday. But how, how do you expect Robbins to approach it? Similar to Saturday? or? Yeah, I think so. It's difficult because then we're playing Wednesday and we're playing Saturday. It's that turnover in games, which is a championship for you, isn't it? It's very mm. robust and very you know challenging for fitness, isn't it? The championship is probably one of the hardest leagues to get out of because of that, the amount of games you play. Um, but you know, with Cardiff, do you think he'll want Sheaf back in there for a bit of protection or do you think he'll go on the front foot again? Good question, Dave. Um, <laughs> it's difficult. That isn't is it? a good. That's a difficult question. Um, I've, they're I've, more physical. I've, well, you wouldn't say they're more physical than Middlesbrough, but maybe Robin no. saw something in the press that that perhaps you know he knew would work against Middlesbrough. It clearly did because mm. their midfield didn't get a chance, even though they looked like you know the monsters out of Space Jam. They're huge, <laughs> giants, um, massive yeah, chaps, uh, weren't they? It'd be harsh on Alan, wouldn't it, to drop? Yeah, him. yeah. I, mean, I can't see how you can the way he played. I don't, I just, you know, maybe she could come in and do a defensive job, but I, I just don't, I'd, I'd keep it as much as same as possible. I think when that confidence is flowing through a team, I think less changes is always a benefit, I think. Um, obviously, Clark Salter, I don't know how serious, because obviously he went off, didn't he, and Rose yes. came on. So yeah. that might be a change. But apart from that, I'd just say, go on, lads. Just yeah. go on and play, you know, play on. And if we get three points and then maybe if we need to change it around for the Millwall game, I'll do that. Yeah, fair enough. And um, Ross, it's really important that we keep momentum, obviously, because we've, we've just done so well. But the CBS is so different, isn't it? We've said it so many times that the, the Rico is a bit toxic and a bit negative at times. And um, But it's the away fans that have visited us so far this season have, have applauded our, our atmosphere that we've created, haven't they? You hear from Middlesbrough this this weekend and the Reading fans, they've, they've all said that the atmosphere has been really great. Yeah, and that, and that never happened, you know. Uh, in our last say stint in the championship before when we moved to the, uh, to the Rico at the time, apart from the first season there, you know, it was, I remember speaking to Dino on the lives last year about it, you know, about once it was confirmed that we were going back and there's all this sort of perception of, you know, soulless bowl in averted speech marks has always been said, but to me, it's always like the fans make the soul of the ground. And mm. we've had some turgid times at, you know, at the Rico when it was, and, there's been a disconnect between the fans and the club and the owners. We've been down to, you know, league two, we've had ground shares away, but we, some of the best atmospheres, there was atmospheres, you know, and away days prove it where you can have very small numbers, but if all those people there are singing as one, it makes a great atmosphere. I remember, yeah. uh, you know, St. Andrews, for example, Rotherham, that one all draw, there was like six, 7,000 there that day. And it sounded like 17, 18,000. This season, I think the feel-good factor and the fact that it's it's a 10-year deal, the, the the badges are the same, the rebranding, the club shop, that we're in the championship. There's a feel-good, you know, with everything with the pandemic as well, not being able to go to games. 
I think it's honestly been brilliant. The whole match day experience with you know with the with the Dylan's Brewery and and the new sports bar as well and all of that. I think it's just lifted everybody. And I, I just think like you like you say, how many times before would you see away fans saying, "Oh, fair play." Cracking home, one of the best home atmospheres we've seen. Yeah, normally, exactly. normally, if anything, the home crowd are t- uh, quiet, and it's the away yeah. fans that get complimented. But we've non-stop singing and you know the twist and shout for minutes, and it's almost. It's, I feel like that has helped and been why definitely, we've scored late goals. Yeah, yeah, it's you know? definitely. Um, you know, it's definitely made its way onto the pitch, the atmosphere, and it's in, it encouraged them. So, um, a big, another big game. Um, the, the, you know, under the lights, and um, I'm going to grab some predictions. Ross, I'm going to use yours for the tweet league, so no pressure. So, um, yeah, anyone listening, make sure you do get your predictions in for the Cardiff game for the tweet league. Um, but Ross, take it away. How do you gonna, see this going? 2-1. 2-1. 2-1 to the Sky Blues. I think it's... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised with a one or draw, but I want to be optimistic. If you can't be optimistic now, then when can you be? So I, I think 2-1, I think we've got some dangerous players and I know my friend who's kind of fans worried about uh, Victor and, and Waghorn. So as long as those two are playing, then happy days. And Andy, any difference? Same as Saturday day, 2-0. 2 Yeah. A clean sheet again for, for, for the Cats. I'm more great. 2-0. We'll take that, won't we? We would. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. We're now going to look forward to the trip to the den. Uh, we face Millwall, uh, and at the time of recording, they're 14th in the league. Um, it's one I'm looking forward to, chaps, and should be another great atmosphere as the commentary Sky Blue Army will head down again for another day in the big smoke. Um, I've actually done a bit of research on this game as I've quizzed one of the Isle of Wight's only Millwall Supporters Club member, uh, Lyndon Edney, on their season so far. Um, so I'll, I'll let you know what he said about their style of play. He said they're, they're a defensive team and we try and sit back and after going one up, we use channels and Jed Wallace as a free roll to try and create um, chances. Lots of balls in the box and score goals from set pieces. We try and utilise the tall defenders. They've got a big, big centre backs. Um, and they do he's just say they try to attack and run out of ideas before going backwards and trying to build from the back again. Um, he mentioned about the channels. Um, with Jed Wallace, we should be okay down the channels with Dabo and Matson, Andy. Yeah, we should be. Um, Jed Wallace has, has been a good player for a while, hasn't he? Um, but I think with Wallace, he, he's very, very, very deceiving because his final ball always lets him down a lot, doesn't it? I yes. Think. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of ability. I know he's got three goals this season and two assists, but yeah, which he's got. He's, you know, we've got to be mindful of him. Um, but I think. Saying that, I'm just looking at his stats from the last couple of seasons. He's, he's, in, he's in double figures for uh, yeah. goals. Um, so he's someone that we have got to look out for. But the only thing why he's not playing at a higher level is because, like I've just said, is that he's, his final ball's a little bit erratic. But he certainly knows where the net is. And this season, he's already got you know one in two. So he's certainly someone that we need to look out for today, totally. But yeah, but down the sides... You know, we're, we're pretty strong there, uh, wherever he plays. I don't know. He may play um, our new boy, Todd, uh, yeah. down, down, you know, maybe away at Millwall, just to shore it up a little bit instead of Matson, or maybe, I don't know, uh, be interesting to see what he does down the sides. But whoever it is, uh, whether it's Matson or Dabo, we can, uh, we're pretty good down the uh, right and left-hand side, aren't we? 
Yeah, no, I agree. And we've heard a little bit about their style, Ross, but what do we know about their formation? How do they usually set up? So they the formation they've been implementing this season is the same as what Gary Rowett uh, and Millwall were using last season. So they're three at the back and they're sort of a three four two one, if you like, uh, yeah. with Smith up top. Um, well, he played on the weekend, but they've obviously... Uh, obviously got other other options as well um, but and then like two attacking players with Jed Wallace being one of them and uh, Ojo uh, played on the weekend started at least um, and on loan from Liverpool as their sort of other sort of inside forward if you like um, and they can drift a bit wider and, and come a bit narrower as well so it's the same formation that they played when we spanked them 6-1 uh, I'd love that to be the, the same thing again but they've obviously brought in some players um, yeah and uh, yeah so it'll be, it'll be a really interesting game uh, you know I always think remember Millwall away last season because that was when we did our watch along. Uh, yes, our Sky was extra watch along, and, yeah. and and you were like what, half a second behind me and Dino's. So when we scored, it was sort of like we we What's sort happened? of had this little half a second spoiler ahead. But uh, that was a really good, really good game. That was probably one of the better performances we put in by that point last yeah. season. So it'd be great to get another win. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to be able to travel down, but unfortunately, I can't. But it'll be a good game. Millwall are a team who, yeah, we need to. Yeah, they'll be looking to to improve their results, won't they? So we've got to be on it. Yeah, no, definitely. And I asked Lyndon about their key players, and he he obviously said about Jed Wallace. He said he's a, you know fast pace, runs at people, deadly from free kicks, and can open up defensive. But he did say, like like you said, Andy, is that his final ball lets him down and can be a bit erratic um, at times. He mentioned about Connor Mahoney. Um, so he's got a great touch and around the box, very brave, um, creates openings. Hasn't been starting lately, but he thinks he'll be back in the lineup soon as he changes the game when he comes on. Um, and he says he's easily probably their most talented player. Um, Daniel Ballard, no nonsense, solid old school defender, he says, who takes a bit and would header a bow in 747 if he thought it was threatening <laughs> the goal. Um, he's on loan from Arsenal and probably destined for big things. And, and finally, Scott Malone, um, a quality wing back who, who always puts in 110% um, and, uh, you know, played in a season in the Premiership with Huddersfield. And he, he said that shows he can see the, the quality in every part of his, his game. Um, Andy, we, we know we've already said about Jed Wallace and he'll, he's obviously going to be one to watch and, and Scott Malone as well. He's, he's popped up a lot this season. Yeah, definitely. Um, something that we need to be mindful of. Um, obviously, they play that one up front and then two behind um, yeah. with Wallace and I know Joe played the other day. Um, but no, it's something that we need to look at. Um, but we've got nothing to fear from no. Millwall. Um, yeah. They haven't started the season on fire. They were, like we said, we absolutely trounced them last game of the season, didn't we? Last season, six-one, and you know Gary Rowett's team. I think we did. The, that's probably one of the only teams we did the double on last I know. season. Millwall. It was, so, and, and an impressive one at that, wasn't it? Yeah. So you know, you know, hopefully we can go to there. Never the easiest place to go to New Den, is it? And no. uh, are you going, Dave? Oh yeah, it will be. Yeah, looking forward to it. Never been hat. before. Never been. You've got your tin out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> looking forward to it and, and yeah. like I say um, yeah really looking forward to it not been before so it should be a yeah. great atmosphere um, yeah mate yeah it will be it will be some kind of atmosphere there always is there I tell you <laughs> but no um, no nothing to fear and um, again if we can get a positive result against Cardiff we're going to be going there buzzing won't we yeah exactly of course we will and Ross just um, remind the listeners about Mill's results so far this season what what have they been like because they like I say they sit in 14th at the moment yes so they're sitting 14th they've so of their six matches so far this season they've only won one 
Um, and that was a couple of games ago, a uh, home win against Blackpool. So the last home game at the day. Quite the draw specialists, aren't they? They are. They've drawn one win, three draws, two defeats. And in all their games, um, only their win against Blackpool is the only time they've managed to score more than one goal in a game. They're, all their draws have been one all. Uh, they had a 3-1 away defeat uh, to Cardiff. Uh, and, they, and their only home defeat so far this season was a 2-1 uh, defeat at home to Fulham, who I remember played quite well in that game. So it's a tough game. Uh, they've not kept a clean sheet this season. So yeah. we've got to go there and, and, and be confident that we can... And the way we're playing, creating chances, that we should be able to take one of them. And, you know, I've heard other people say that, you know, we are we're not far away from putting three or four past a team. Yeah. Um, and I, I really believe that. And I feel like that will be the day where O'Hare, do you know what I mean, gets his shoot boots, yeah, scores I two, agree. and then he'll yeah. get a couple. And then yeah. Victor, and, and then we'll, 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 we'll batter a team. We really will. Um, we always say, it, you know, O'Hare's been threatening. He's been threatening for, for seasons, hasn't he, to, to, to go and do that. But he, he certainly does look like he's, you know, still getting himself into goal scoring char- you know, opportunities. And he's, he's seriously going to take well, them, isn't he, soon? He's going to take them. But the other thing, what I love about him is, because he, the way you know he moves and glides and turns, he attracts his defenders. So then it just opens this space up for, for yeah. Victor and, uh, and and Waghorn. And, and, and you just think, well, we've got two players there who Victor's gaining confidence game on game. Waghorn knows where the net is. He's an experienced striker. And so it's exciting. It, it, it really is. And so Millwall, they've not had a great start. They'll obviously, their fans will be disappointed, you know, to win one win from six. Um, yeah. But they've only lost twice. But yeah. again, it's exactly what I, I kept saying last season. I'm done with the draws. You know, I'd rather us win, win more, maybe lose a couple more, but you you have more points at the end of it. You know, the draws do no one any 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 good. So let's go and let's go beat Cardiff and let's go and try and get a win at Millwall. You know, and I think this front-footed nature that we've been doing is so enjoyable because even when you lose to QPR, you go, you know what? We had some really good chances. That, that were oh, on the yeah. highlights. I mean, for the we, fir- first half at QPR, you know, we were we were really on top for for majority of it. Um, you, we just didn't come out quite the same, did we, in the second half? But like you say, we're not we're not going to these places and getting rolled over, are we? Um, which I think at times last season we kind of did. Um, we sometimes didn't show up, and I think Andy, we we looked a bit in awe, didn't we, of of some of the teams that we played last season? But that doesn't. There's no signs of that this season. Definitely a big shift in mentality. Yeah. Robbins came out at the start of the season and he said that he wants his team to play more front-footed football. Yeah. Um, Towards the end of last season, Andy, he said, you know, he said, if Mm. if you don't fancy it, let me know and I'll pick someone else. Yeah, absolutely. And I was wondering how that was going to, because I thought to myself, okay, that's all well and good, Mark, but you've got the same kind of players than you had last season. But it seems because the growth of, because they're now used to playing in that division because a lot of the lads before last season hadn't played in that league, played in the championship. And now they've had a year under their belt in, in, in that in the championship. They seem to have grown yeah. and they seem to have been able to get used to the division. I think they believe in themselves that they can play at that level yeah. now, yeah. which is like, I think there was a few doubts from maybe even in themselves that they could do it. But I think most of them believe they can and they belong there. And when you feel that, Bit like how Ross said about feeling belong with the supporters and the fans. Yeah. When you feel belong to something, you you don't half earn confidence from it. And I think Mark has seen that from the players, and that's why he believes and tells them to play free front-footed football. Yeah, yeah. 
we might not win every game. Yeah, we might lose. But I tell you what, I don't half mind losing when you're on the front foot making chances than losing yeah. and playing crap football. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it is incredible. It's terribly exciting, yeah. and 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 I think the other thing is is that what we've got to remember is he's Mark's been able to get a proper. We call him Mark, like he lives around the corner. But <laughs> Robin's Robin's has got he's got you know he's really been able to get. Good a job he don't live around the corner, Dave. I'll be there every day. Yeah, <laughs> chewing the fat with him. Yes, yeah, it. That's it. But I mean, he's managed to get a proper pre-season. Um, into these lads and I think Ross that really shows Middlesbrough started on Saturday with a real intensity but they couldn't carry it on they couldn't carry that and at times the game looked wide open um, the, the lads have got some serious legs haven't they and engines we, it's the fittest I think I've yeah. seen us honestly in, in yeah. several seasons like that that was the one thing yeah you know we, we look really fit they, they, the pace of the championship is greater than league one so I, I just like we were fit in our League One winning season, don't get me wrong, but I just feel like last season, maybe that was part of it. Maybe we just, we, you know, because it was a bit, you know, the preseason wasn't the same with all the, the circumstances. We we wanted to feel our way into the games a little bit. and But we're just, like you say, and that's why we're scoring these goals late on. All these teams look flat out and we're, and we're still there. We've got this energy, this, we still look fresh. And it's, um, yeah, it, it's the fittest I, I've seen us. And, and the other big thing, and look, we've said it on, we said it at the end of last season, the job that Mark Robbins is doing, but, and each year on year, it's the most connected I felt with the Coventry team, you know, and each season, you know, players come, players go, and you sort of think, oh, will the dynamic be the same? It seems yeah. even better. You watch them on the pitch and they're absolutely buzzing. You see them on social media and they love it here. They love playing at, at the CBS. The fans are buzzing. It is, it, what a time, you know, to, to, to sort of be supporting the team. And after well, everything that's it, been, isn't it? And that, yeah. that's the thing that you said earlier on, you know, with a, a Cat C game. We've, you know, there's still ability, isn't there, to, to get another two or so thousand at least, you know, back up to the to the CBS, back up there and, and getting behind the lads because people that, that aren't, you know, and, and we understand it's costy. It, I agree. You know, we've got these A, B and C games and stuff now, but, you know, you've got the, the packages coming out, the match packages and just what a time. To, we said this at Birmingham and a lot of people would have felt that they are missed out, but they, you know, their moral, you know, moral compass was was saying that they had to stay away. They didn't agree with the team being taken away from from the city again. And, and I think, you know, I think we all stand for that. But it would be a real shame, wouldn't it, for people of Coventry to miss out because the last couple of games at, at Coventry have been and, and so far this season have just been so so exciting. The atmosphere is like completely different to whatever it was, and it would be a real shame. It, it'd be great to get a few more uh, thousand up there, Ross. Oh, it would be. I mean, the biggest difference is. Yeah, the people who went St Andrews, and again, I, I completely agree because I never, I never went Northampton. I, I didn't agree with that. I did go to St Andrews, but everyone who did go, you knew, were going to support the team fully behind. The, yeah, fully behind. Now, uh, and there's obviously a lot of people who support the team, but and they didn't want to go. That's absolutely fine. But there's been yeah. times at the before at the Rico, where not everyone is fully behind, and as soon as a bad pass goes away, you hear the jeers, you hear this, and you know the, the, the there's never there's. There was still understandable, I think, and I, at times. It was, of it course. was empty. It was soulless, like Andy said before. There was times where there wasn't really much to cheer about, and but a, but a lot and easy to, to moan about wasn't there it, it, at, at the easy, time. But it's a but like the whole sort of soul. It comes from like the club are giving us so much to cheer about. So then we we are giving the players. Do you know what I mean? And it, it's a two way thing. And it like we could easily get a couple more thousand, and if we the results keep going like this. 
people will be coming back in their droves. But the biggest difference is there was 18,000 uh, on Saturday. Yeah. Everyone felt like they were supporting. Like all, yeah. all the commentary fans felt like all the fans who were at St. Andrews, they're just willing the team on. And even if a bad pass went away, you could see the players chasing yeah, after it to try and win them, it back. Yeah. And you're thinking, come on. And, you know, and there was a never if- a moment you thought it was going to pass us by. We always felt like we had a goal in us. And, and that, yeah. that, that obviously transcends onto the to the terraces, doesn't it? And 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 that's what was I think was was so fantastic about the weekend. And and at the end, you saw obviously the fans, um, like you have in all of the games so far at, at the CBS, is is you know that that unity at full time. It's, oh, it's great to see, isn't it, it? It is brilliant. It is just it just gets you gets you pumped, you know. And, and and that's the only positive about the international break is that suddenly there's often it means you've got a midweek game. We've got yeah. one right around the corner to. Because I detest the international breaks, but now it means we've got a game on Wednesday, so exactly. we've got a long to wait. And after a win, you're just thinking, "Come on, bring it on! Let's let's go again, and let's have a great atmosphere under the lights at the CBS, and let's keep this 100 uh, percent home record going." Yeah, exactly. And Andy, like like you know, like Ross has said, there we are. Um, you know, one on Saturday. We now go into Wednesday with a lot of confidence. With that in mind, um, and for you, uh, this this week will take the honour of the. SBE Tweet League um, prediction. What what are you going for? For the Millwall game, yeah. Um, oh, oh, one one draw. Yeah, one one draw, Dave. Um, uh, yeah, I'll I'll go with. Um, I was getting so carried away actually, weren't I, about <laughs> that I thought we were talking about, but, but yeah. yes, Millwall, of course. One Millwall, one for Andy. I'll go with one nil. Sky Blues. Two wins out of two. We take that. Frank, seriously. We, we, we are. We are. We, <laughs> we, um, this is Mark Robbins' world, and we're just living in it. Bring it on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. And that, that's all we've got time for, chaps. Um, thanks ever so much for joining me again. Um, and listeners, do make sure you check out our partner, Shortland Horn, across their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. And if you want to get involved with anything we've discussed in tonight's show or future shows, all you need to do is just use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.